to welcome you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. Uh, we are glad that you are here with us this morning, that you've decided to, to worship with us and to join us this morning in church. Uh, we want to welcome any visitors that we may have here this morning. Uh, I promise that if you are a visitor for the first time, uh, we don't normally have a bunch of bright yellow shirts that we wear on Sunday mornings, uh, but we are kicking off our vacation Bible school, and so you'll see several people wearing our, the, the yellow shirts um, as we prepare for VBS starting tonight. Um, and so, but we are glad that you're here this morning. I want to take note of the flowers that are placed in our sanctuary this morning. Uh, these flowers are placed um, in honor and in appreciation of those who serve on our building and grounds committee. Uh, you can see the names that are printed in your bulletin. Uh, we just wanted to take this opportunity this morning with these flowers to thank those who uh, often go unthanked uh, for their job of behind-the-scenes type work here at the church for the, the many things that they do that often go unseen. Uh, we just wanted to be able to thank those on the Building and Grounds Committee this morning with these flowers. Uh, you also take note in your bulletin of the tear-out that's placed in, in there. Uh, if you have a prayer request for the church or for the staff, or if you're just interested in learning some more information about our church, if you're interested in learning some more information about our care ministry, uh, we would invite you to fill out this tear out, uh, to tear it out of your bulletin and place it in the offering plate as it's passed around uh, later in our service. Uh, as I mentioned this morning, our Vacation Bible School kicks off tonight. Uh, our VBS will start at 4 o'clock this afternoon with our kickoff. Uh, we will have classes first at 4 o'clock, uh, which will go until 7.30. Um, and the classes, I believe, go from 4.30 in the afternoon to 5.30 this evening, uh, and then we will have dinner, and we will have a night of water activities and a lot of fun that will be happening uh, this evening at Vacation Bible School. VBS is something that will, that will continue throughout the rest of our week. Uh, it will be from 6 o'clock p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Uh, on Monday through Thursday of this week. Thursday will be our commencement starting at 6 o'clock. And so we would love to have you come and be a part of Vacation Bible School this week. There is an adult class if you would be interested in that. And we would also invite our kids and our youth and anybody else who would be willing to join us for Vacation Bible School this week. Just a few more announcements about some things that are happening this week and in our near future. This Friday night, our youth will be having a summer kickoff lock-in. So I ask for special prayers for me and for... Uh, all of the adults who have volunteered to be there this weekend for our lock-in, uh, we're excited about it. It'll start at 6 o'clock Friday night and will last until Saturday morning, and we're excited about being able to kick off our summer in both our youth and our children's programs and for the church as a whole. Uh, we also want to take note at the bottom of your bulletin on the back that Father's Day is coming up two weeks from today on June 19th. Uh, just like we did for Mother's Day with roses, uh, we will be selling and, and collecting uh, carnations that will be placed in our sanctuary on Father's Day Sunday morning. Uh, these carnations are $5 a piece. You can buy one from a youth that may be selling them, uh, or feel free to call the church office at any point uh, if you would like to purchase a carnation in honor or in memory of a special father or father figure in your life. The deadline to do that uh, is next Sunday, um, and so please take note of that as we prepare for Father's Day in just a, a few short weeks. Uh, but we are excited that you have chosen to join us this morning at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, uh, and we will, at this time, we will continue this morning. Uh, Joan Parrish will have our missions moment this morning, um, and so we would invite you to worship along with us. He said I could pull this down to my height. Okay. Julie asked me to talk about Bible school because she knows that I love it. And she made me promise I'd read this instead of talking, okay? <laughs> Working with children and planning activities that they learn from and enjoy. It's just wonderful to me. It's important for the children to take home crafts that speak to the family. One day this week, the Bible story will be about Zacchaeus climbing a tree so that he could see Jesus over the crowd. Now they will hear that Jesus knew him and loved him right away. Our craft will be a Zacchaeus climbing toy 
And from that, they will, we will be talking about how Jesus loves them right away and did always. Now, Sherman helps me collect the parts and work out the best way for children to put them together. Now, he says that I use him and abuse him. I don't. If anybody asks me about Bible school, I have a pat answer, and this is what it is. You'll have a good time, and you'll be a better person. Now, this week, we were leaving Thurlin and Sophie Osborne's house, and, Thur and Thurlin asked me, he said, are you helping with Bible school? And I said, yes, and he thanked me. He thanked me. I grew 10 feet. If he was able, he'd be right here. He'd be teaching, he'd be learning. Don't miss this wonderful chance to either learn yourself or to help a child learn some important Bible facts. Don't miss this chance. Cheryl. Before Clay and I read a passage from Psalms this morning, I want to challenge the church. Many of you know and have read the current article where I challenge the church to be reading through the book of Psalms this summer. Uh, last summer, we looked at Proverbs during July since we had 31 days and 31 chapters, and many of you accepted that challenge. And um, uh, during the season of Lent, we were challenged to listen through the New Testament. And so this summer, I invite you to join me and others in reading through the book of Psalms. You can do that in any way you choose. Uh, we have, if we went through August, there would be roughly 90-something days, uh, but we have 150 Psalms. So however you want to divide that out, 
but we will be each Sunday this summer uh, including a passage from the Psalms in our opening of our morning services on uh, this summer. So uh, today we've chosen, or I have, uh, Psalm 105. This is a psalm that celebrates God's faithfulness to his covenant with Abraham in the lives of his people, and that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. But the people needed to be reminded to be faithful to God who had never forgotten to be faithful to them. And so here now the first 11 verses of Psalm 105, and I'm going to ask Clay to come and join me. We're going to be sharing in this reading this morning. I'll ask Clay to get us started. All right, uh, verse 1 reads, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all of his wonders. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face continually. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. O seed of Abraham, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. Then he confirmed it to Jacob for a statue, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. As we continue in our worship this morning, please turn to hymn number three and stand as we sing Worthy of Worship. Hymn number three. <laughs>
Good morning. How are you guys today? Y'all guess y'all saw Miss Georgia tried to read me to my chair. That is not going to happen. Today is a special Sunday. What do we have over here? And where are we going? We are going underwater on a trip starting this afternoon. Oh, wow. We're going to go on a trip. And where are we going? Under the water. The Vacation Bible School. And we are going to find out how hard and how much Jesus loves us. Vacation Bible School. That's right. And our scripture is over there on the other wall. Okay, thank you. Our scripture is over there on the other wall. Can you see it? What does it say? Search me, God, and know my heart. He knows us, doesn't he? He knows us deep down in our heart. And when we go down deep in a submarine... We're going to learn more about what Jesus has in our heart and what he wants us to know. So when we come tonight, we're going to start our trip and we're going to learn what's deep in our heart and how much God loves us. This morning at our Sunday school, we learned about Cheerios. Now, I know some of you may think that's a strange thing to learn about Sunday school. But we learned that Cheerios are something that people love from birth to death or to being older and growing. And Cheerios is the perfect food, just like Jesus is the perfect person for us to put deep in our heart. But today is a special day, too. Georgia, can you stand up for me? Let's pull you. Today is another special day that I want us to celebrate in our church. Sometimes, all right, today in our church, we have a very special person. And I don't know how many of you come early in the morning to breakfast, but you would have seen a man, a very special man, coming down the parking lot in a wheelchair with a balloon tied to his back of his chair. So the children have something special they want to do. Can I get all y'all to help me? Come on. Our next hymn is hymn number 14, <clears throat> Praise to the Lord the Almighty. Please stand as we sing. Mm -hmm. <coughs> 
Before we pray this morning, I'd like to invite two special people to come and join me up here this morning. If Hannah and Celeste Thurman could come and join me. They will be heading back to Honduras for the second time, leaving this Saturday, and will be gone for a week. Am I right? And uh, so we want to pray for them and be mindful of, uh, and pray for safe travels and for a fruitful trip. You'll be doing some medical things again. Am I right? They have, if you remembered back a couple months ago, they have shipped, I think, already some flip-flops and tennis balls down ahead of them that they will be unwrapping and, and giving out to the kids and to the people there. And so we want you guys to know we love you, we're thinking about you, and we'll be praying for you as you leave next Saturday. Anything you want to say? I told you you didn't have to say anything. but <laughs> No, okay. Well, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for these two and for others who answer the call to go on short-term missions uh, from our church. Lord, I ask for your traveling mercies over Hannah and over Celeste and over the entire team. Father, I pray for a fruitful ministry. I pray that you would give them the rest and the strength and just the help that they will need to do the work that you called them to do there in Honduras. Bless these gifts of, of flip-flops and tennis balls that will be handed out. We pray that not only will they meet needs and provide joy to children and to others, but Lord, we pray that, um, that they'll also begin to feel and experience the love of God that's in their hearts and in their lives, and that, Father, that they would look to you and give their hearts and lives to you as well. Father, again, we ask for your blessings on them. Father, we pray for our church. We lift up those who are sick and who cannot be with us today, those who are, who are at home recovering. We pray for your healing hand on their lives. Father, we're so grateful for this church and for the children that will be here this evening and throughout the week. Bless each worker and each one teaching and serving in some way. And bless each child who will come. May they come with an open heart and an open mind, hungry to learn and to grow and to know that you love them and that you have great plans for their lives. Father, we love you. We commit this service to you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We read in James 2.23, And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. How wonderful to be remembered as a friend of God. Through Jesus, we have also been invited to be a friend of God. And as we sing our next hymn about the wonderful friend that we do have in Jesus, may we also consider what we are doing on our end of that friendship. Do our lives reflect the kind of faith that Abraham demonstrated? What kinds of friends are we? Please stand as we sing hymn number 182, What a Friend We Have in Jesus.
before we pray this morning, as you may have noticed in your bulletin, it, uh, it says that Mary, my wife, would be, would be praying this morning. Uh, some of you may know, um, but we found out two days ago on Friday that her grandmother, who lived in Louisiana, passed away Friday morning. Um, and so Mary is, is at home this morning. She is trying to find some way to, <laughs> to get to Louisiana, if at all possible, uh, or to at least be able to spend some time with her family here in these next few days. Um, and so some of you have, have uh, expressed your, your thoughts and your concerns, and those prayers and, prayers and, and special thoughts are appreciated this morning. So let's, let's, uh, let's pray this morning as we pray for our offering and for the, the rest of our service. Father, as we come to you this morning, we come to you with a lot of different thoughts going on in our heads as we close the school year, as we enter into this new time of year with the summer, uh, with just the excitement of, of warm weather, of, of many different things that are coming. We have so much going on and that we are so busy, but God, I pray that for each of us that we would be able to take time to decompressed, that we would be able to take time and sit back, and that we would give back to you in some way. God, whether it be through our money this morning during our service, whether it be through our talents or our words, God, I pray that each of us would seek to give back to you in some way in our lives. God, I pray that we would be fully devoted to you, that we would be fully devoted to your will in everything that we do. Father, I just pray that you'd be with our church as we finish this service this morning. I pray that everything that we speak, that we sing, that we say, and that we do would glorify and honor you here in this place this morning. Father, we pray for Vacation Bible School this week. We pray for the leaders and the teachers, for Ellen, for Julie, for Elena, for those who have, have prepared. We just pray for the kids that, that your hand would be on this week ahead of us. Father, we love you. And we praise you for the blessings. We praise you for the lives that we have. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Good morning. Uh, I am the Deacon of the Week, and I do want to share something with you. The, the number that is listed on the back of the bulletin, that is not my number, okay? That is an old number. It is a business, was a business number, and if you call that number, you will get Kevin. And he is a neat guy. He's a great guy, and he often forwards me the message. But if you will just call the church and get my new number, and, uh, and, and that is Sandy's email. That's not mine, but she will relay any messages you may have for me uh, with the uh, email there. But, but please don't call Kevin. Um, <laughs> um, today I have uh, two uh, sections of Scripture to share with you. If you will... Uh, Join me by standing as we read the word of God. The first scripture I'll be sharing with you is from Genesis 12, 1 through 5, and I'm using the New American Standard Version. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I have shown you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And make your name great. And so you shall, and so shall you be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in the name of the families on the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. <clears throat> and Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions, where they had which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. And then the second passage I'll be reading will be Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After these things... The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, O Lord God, what wilt thou give me, since I am childless, and the heir of the house is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Since thou hast given no offspring to me, no one born in my house is my heir. Then, behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who shall come forth from your own body, and he shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then he believed the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. Thank you.
And Roger, what a great message as we get ready to go in to look at Abraham. Do not be afraid and that God will take care of you. You know, God called Abraham out on an adventure into the unknown. And God often, well, let me say this, God still does that today. And we need to be reminded of those words and the words of Scripture that God will take care of us as we go to the unpredictable, as we go out into the unknown. Uh, this Sunday and throughout the summer, the next several weeks anyway, we're going to be uh, looking at a new sermon series called Charting the Course, Help for Navigating Life's Journey. And one of the things that we can learn is we set sail with Abraham. Next week we'll be setting sail with Jacob. Uh, on Father's Day, we're going to not go in chronological or biblical order, but we're going to jump up to David and look at what David might have to teach us as fathers and just as the church. Uh, and then we're going to look at other characters, not all men. We'll get into the women eventually there in the Old Testament uh, this summer. But I invite you to set sail with me on this voyage that we will take together. There'll be other surprises that I will bring up along the way, other challenges that uh, will be uh, mentioned on Sunday mornings. And so I invite you to be here when you can. And I did a, the series in such a way that uh, I recognize that this is the summer and there will be some, a Sunday or two or more that you will not be here. Hopefully it won't be too much more than that. But, um, and so this, the sermon series is not building on each week. And so whatever, uh, most Sundays that you are here, uh, we'll be looking at different characters and then asking ourselves, what can we learn from their story? And what can we as a church learn from their story as well? And what difference does this make in our lives and what difference does this make in the community in which we live? We'll look at all those questions as we uh, continue to move forward this summer. For those of you who are here today and have raised boys, you know that there is an element of risk and danger that is often involved at home. Can I get an amen? It may be jumping off a bed. It may be um, making sheets tying together and coming down from the second story. I don't know. It, it, I don't know what it is. But there's an element of risk and an element of danger that exists uh, when you raise boys. I'm sure Catherine Hamrick and some of you others could, could give us some uh, better examples maybe than I can. But uh, when we lived in King, uh, there would, we, we would take walks from the house. And we would walk, you could, we could walk to the library, we could walk to, I mean, downtown King. We could walk a lot of different places. And so as Aiden got older, our walks would, would, would get even longer. So we walked down into the woods not knowing what we would find. We lived next to a, a park in King. They had football fields and baseball fields, soccer fields, and back behind all of that was just woods. We didn't know what was back there. So we set off going through some high grass, and Mom wasn't too happy about that, but um, we, we, we came back into the woods and we found a creek. Oh. So yeah, we can throw stones and all that and play in the water and get wet, um, but we found a rope that was tied to a large limb. And I told Aiden, I said, well, you can't go across that yet. I said, let me try it. it the limb looked pretty steady, and it was. I, I went across it okay, came back across it okay. And Aiden didn't know about it at first, but the next day he came back. Um, he was telling his mom about it the, the first day. So we came back the next day, and Aiden took the rope. And we went across the creek. I mean, it, over the middle of the creek, you're probably suspended six or eight feet before you drop into the creek. And so it was a lot of fun. There was even a platform on the other side. And as he worked up uh, his courage, a few weeks later, he even jumped off that platform. But some older, probably middle school or high school boys made this. So it was a little an element, element of danger there. Um, we ziplined together, Aiden and I did, at Camp Caraway for a father and son retreat. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Justin Webb and I are trying to get a group together maybe to go to Saluda to do the, the gorge, zipline there. You descend about 1,100 feet for one and a quarter miles. And so Justin and I were talking about that this morning. If you would be interested in that, we would love to, to get a trip together to go. One of the things that I want to do soon, uh, this element of danger and risk has not left uh, this tall guy, but one of the things that I want to do that I'm still working on Renee about is parachuting. She's down there, shape she's down there shaking her head right now. But this is the thing. At first she said, when Aiden graduates high school, you can do it. But now I think it's till when Aiden graduates college, and it may have moved up till when Aiden get married. I, I don't know when it is now, but I'm going to be an old man soon, and I need to do this at some point. But, um, but I, I, it's something fascinating. It's exciting to me. I want to do that. Some people, my, my cousin says, why do you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? I don't know, but it's just it's fascinating to me. Others do it all the time, and there's only an element of danger there, in my opinion. But uh, something doesn't work right. But uh, hey, and I, I know where I'm going, so I'm ready. But uh, so you guys talk with Renee about that and try to talk her into it. I talked to one person right before the service, Renee, that's done hundreds of jumps. And they're still here. They're sitting here today. So. <laughs> but um, let's get into Abraham, shall we? Uh, early in Abraham's life, he's 
sitting in his living room, minding his own business, watching reality TV. Well, no, maybe not that. But God calls him to leave the land of Ur. How do you like that? Two letters, you are. To leave the land of Ur and to go to the unknown, to go to this land of Canaan, to go to this place that I will show you. And you know, looking back at Abraham's life and the people of the, people of the time, um, they were much like you and me. They raised children, they got married, they, they were faithful at their work, uh, they mourned and they celebrated life, they mourned death, and uh, there was, they carried out the basic stuff of life, much like you and I do as well. But what was different about this group of people is that they had the conviction that they had been chosen of God to be a special people. We refer to them often as God's chosen people. They were forced to discover again and again what God wanted them to be doing in the world. Let me say that again. They were forced to discover again and again what God wanted them to be doing in the world. This community, again, is what the Bible calls the people of God, and their story begins with Abraham. Thank you, Tim, for reading um, Genesis 12, 1 through 5, and I want to mention a couple verses there. Um, number one, uh, verse one, now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, so you shall be a blessing. And you skip down to uh, verse four, Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, his nephew. Now, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And this just deserves me to stop here for just a moment and say that Abraham's mission began when he was 75 years old, okay? We have a few that are near that age or, or have passed that age within our church. And so let me just remind all of us that God uses the young. He uses the wherever we are uh, in our age bracket. And so uh, let us be challenged and reminded of that as we look to Abraham uh, this morning. So we, we, then we read in Genesis 15 about God promises Abraham a son. Verse 5, uh, God, I love that. I heard it when I was a kid that uh, God asked Abraham to step outside. That was never a good thing in, in uh, Hendersonville or in a little town of Tuxedo uh, that was down the hill from uh, Hendersonville. When somebody asked you to step outside, that usually wasn't a good thing. But God asked Abraham to step outside and he said, look at the stars, so shall your descendants be. And verse 6 says, Abraham believed in the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness and declared him righteous as a result of his faith. Some events go by and in Genesis 16, Abraham and Sarah uh, continued to have no children. Abraham was not patient and we have the story of Hagar, um, the maidservant, and then Ishmael, which scripture calls a wild donkey of a man. In Genesis 17, Abraham is now 99 years old and we have a covenant of circumcision that he instituted with Abraham. Genesis 18, Isaac is born to Sarah. She laughed. Uh, if you remember when God told her that she was going to have a child, she laughed. And those whom we refer to as God's chosen people begin their journey. As we read about Abraham, you may ask, what made God like this man so much? He made mistakes with long-term consequences that we are still suffering from today in our world. What you will find with his life is that he trusted God despite his mistakes. All of us in this room, if we're honest, would we'll, give confession and would we'll speak honestly about mistakes that we've made. Abraham had a choice to follow him or not, and he did. And as a result, millions of people were affected because of his obedience. It was through him that the Jewish nation developed, and eventually Jesus came into the world. We also, being the people of God, people who have put our faith and trust in God, are asked to join in this heritage as well, are asked to join in this journey. We are continually being asked to join this journey of faith, this journey that doesn't always have the clear instructions like we would like. Abraham set out with a lot of unanswered questions, and you and I are here today, and we have the Word of God, but we also still have questions about how God would have us to live out our faith in 2016. How would he have us to respond to issues that come up within our family, within our workplace, and within our community, and within our world today? We, like Abraham, are being called out of our comfort zones into a journey, or voyage, if you will. Abraham left Ur of Chaldees, and so we are moving into a time 
in our culture that is different from anything that you and I have ever known before. It's in a way a strange land, and we, like the people of God, have no specific instructions of how to travel. We have the Word of God, and we must look to it, and we must live by it. But we are moving into a strange land without detailed maps to guide us. We are much like the Christians in the early church after the church in Antioch was birthed by the Spirit. We know something has shifted, but no one has the exact formula. It's confusing and filled with tumultuous winds. What, what used to work in church life doesn't seem to be working the same in today's world. I was talking with somebody just before church about that. And what seemed to have always worked in church life doesn't seem to be working the same today. Culture is changing so rapidly. So how does God want us to respond individually and as a church? How are we to live out and flesh out our faith in 2016 when the things that we may believe and the convictions that we may have do not seem to be popular and held by the majority? Those of us on this Christian voyage, though, those of us who are a part of the voyage of Boiling Springs Baptist Church are much like Abraham and that we are wanderers. And we need to develop skills of reading the winds of the Spirit, testing the waters of culture, and sailing with the current of God's call so that we are not lost on the journey. What, what can Abraham's story teach us regarding our own journey? When we look at one character on a Sunday morning, there's so much and so many different directions that we could go when we look at Abraham. But we're looking at the broad picture, obviously, today of Abraham's life. And so these are some questions uh, or some thoughts for us. What can Abraham's story teach us regarding our own journey? First, God wanted and pursued a relationship with Abraham, and he is doing this with you as well. I don't know if you can tell this, but the, uh, you know, the more we are open to see God, the more we are um, uh, open to his presence in our hearts and in our lives, and, and, and let God know in, through our prayers that, God, I am open for your will in my life. Teach me and show me. We'll begin to discover that relationship, again, that God desires to have with us as well. He desired that for Abraham, and Abraham responded, as we will see here, or, or as we note from the story. God also walked beside Abraham, and he desires to walk beside us as well. As we go out on this journey or on this voyage with unanswered questions, with maps that aren't detailed. Again, we have the Word of God, and we know the kind of character, and we know the people who we should be. But there are still questions that we have in the midst of that about how we should respond to culture. But we need to be reminded, just like Abraham, that God walks with us. God told Abraham, I'm here when life gets lonely and frightening, and he tells us the same as well today. What is so interesting about Abraham is that the Bible never refers to him as a great prophet, a great teacher. Um, his one and only claim to fame is mentioned in Isaiah, and Linda mentioned it before I hymn this morning, that in James 2.23, that Abraham was known as a friend of God. I can't think of a greater compliment that you or I could be given. And when we think about Abraham's life, we are reminded when we look at his story you know, of, of him lying to, was it to Pharaoh? And then uh, it was twice about Sarah, about not only, you know, being my sister instead of my wife. We know of other mistakes with Hagar, the maidservant. Despite of his imperfections, despite of his flaws, God used him and used him in a powerful way to birth the Hebrew people and to birth the Jewish nation. God referred to this man as a friend of God. Additional thoughts as we look at Abraham, as we think about charting the course, teamwork is essential. As we think about our theme or our, our sermon series this morning, setting sail and charting the course, teamwork is essential. For any of you that's done any sailing or any, um, uh, anything like that on the water, you know that uh, teamwork is essential in, in the success. It's essential on a sailboat, and it's also essential for us in charting the course that God has for us. God's people working together. I've been at Boiling Springs Baptist for a year now, and I'm grateful for the way that I have seen that played out, not only in committee meetings, uh, in, in, in help with our food pantry and the support that comes in some, from so many different ways and avenues with our food pantry, from our care ministry, to our deacon ministry, to the staff, and the way that we work together to make ministry happen here at Boiling Springs. I certainly don't want that uh, to decrease, but only to increase in time. My hope and prayer for each of you is that you find your place. If you're not plugged into a ministry here at the church, 
whether it's through Sunday school or teaching or serving in some way, uh, we would love to, I would love to entertain a conversation with you about how you can be involved in the ministry here of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Also, some of what Abraham did that we must do is to let go of our desire to be in control. How we love to be in control. Let us let go and allow the winds of his spirit to blow freely upon us. It will take us on an adventure, yes. It will be risky and even dangerous at times, as we talked about this at the beginning of the sermon. But even in the midst of the danger, his peace and his presence are promised us in the midst of the unknown. At the end of C.S. Lewis's Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe and the Chronicles of Narnia series, at the end of the movie, um, uh, Lucy, I believe it is, is standing on a balcony looking out across a, um, a seashore there with the ocean and the sand, and she sees Aslan, who represents Christ, walking away. And I, believe, I can't believe if it's Mr. Beaver or who it is in the story, um, they're talking about him um, being, not being safe. And um, Lucy makes, or Mr. Beaver makes the comment, no, he's not safe, but he is good. And as we think about following the journey that God has for us, it may not always be safe. It may, it may often be unpredictable. It may be risky. There may be things along the way that we would have never dreamed. Many of you could give testimony in your lives of how things have transpired uh, and how God has worked in the midst of those difficult times and those difficult situations. But I hope and, and pray that you and I will know and come to understand this good God that walked with Abraham, uh, that, had, that pursued a relationship with Abraham despite his flaws, and despite his imperfections. That same God is pursuing a relationship with you and with me, and he is asking us and calling out to us to respond to him as we move about on this journey that is unpredictable and that is risky and filled with surprises. The one thing the Lord wanted in his relationship with Abraham that he also wants from you and me is a response. Is a response. Genesis 12, 1, he said, leave your father and your country and go to the land that I will show you. It's not enough for Abraham to simply see or want God's blessing. He had to respond. It was an act of faith. In order for you and me and for this church to see God in greater ways in our lives and in order for others to see God in greater ways in our life, there are some things that we must leave behind. Abraham left behind what was familiar. He left behind this, the comfort that you and I have come to know as home. What are those things that you and I must leave? What habits or choices do we need to leave behind? It may be that the Lord hasn't called me to leave 232 Edgewood Street, or the area of community of Bowling Springs and Shelby, but the Lord may be calling me to leave something else behind, a habit, a choice, a way of life that may not be pleasing to the Lord, something that will help me follow him and walk with him closer. What is he asking you and me to leave behind this morning? Abraham was considered a friend of God. Friendship with God is a worthy goal. Jesus said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. John 15, 14. Are you a friend of God this morning? The way to determine friendship with Jesus, as we have seen, is in our obeying the commandments of God. Ask another way, are we obeying the things that Jesus commands? Are you going with God on the journey that he has for you? A journey that's not always predictable, but one where he walks beside us and with us in the midst of the unknown? May we be open to his plan as individuals, and as a church, a Boiling Springs Baptist Church, as we walk in the midst of the unknown, in the midst of a culture that is unlike anything that we have seen, many of you who are older than I in, in our lifetimes or in your lifetime right now with our political landscape, with our uh, relationships with other countries, with the ways that we go about um, living within our world today, we're living in a time that no one has the detailed map for Again, let me go back to say that the, what we do have is found within the Word of God. We need to look to it, we need to apply it, we need to know it and understand it, and we need to live it. But in the midst of that, we must do what Abraham did as well. When things aren't as detailed as we would like them to be, we must put our faith and our trust in the Lord God Almighty. We must look to Him, we must turn to Him. May you and I, one day, as well, because of that relationship, have the privilege of being called a friend of God as well. It's in, I think, I'm trying to think if it's in John, I better not quote scripture, or I'll, I'll get it wrong this morning, but it's in the New Testament, it refers to that. As we enter into that relationship, 
that we are now considered sons of God. That's what it is uh, that I'm looking for. And so my hope and prayer is that you would fall into that camp this morning, that you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we live in, again, in a day and age that, that is so unpredictable. And uh, my hope is, is that you have put your faith in the one who doesn't change. Our world and everything around us, uh, and you and I change. My hair is growing whiter by the week, it seems like. Uh, but you and I, let us put our faith and hope and trust in one who does not change. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the way that you're moving and the way that you're working among your people. Father, I pray today if there's one in this place that has never put their faith and their trust in you, that today they would do that. Lord, I know there are many others that are seeking direction in life right now or seeking counsel about decisions that need to be made, not only this week, but in the coming weeks and months ahead. Lord, there are those that are within transition within this church family, those that have just graduated, whether it be from high school or from college, that, Lord, that are asking questions about their future, that are uh, thinking about their journey and their voyage. And, Father, my hope and trust is that they, like Abraham, Father, will be willing to follow where you are leading. Help us in the midst of the, uh, of the culture in which we live. Father, help us in the midst of those things that are unpredictable, those surprises that may come our way, and help us to put our faith and our trust in you this day. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the journey that you have called us to live out with you, our, the journey that we're living individually, but the journey that we're living together as Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Father, may your presence continue to guide us and direct us on this journey. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here to, today and desire prayer at the altar, we'd love to come and receive you, love to pray with you. If you're here today and would desire church membership, the altar is open. Let's stand and sing. Hymn number 285, please stand.
They're just some bold words. Wherever he leads, I'll go. We have two going to Honduras, leaving Saturday. Remember Hannah and Celeste and the team from Camps Creek as they go. Remember Bible school this week and uh, the workers and the children who will be coming in and be in prayer for us as we embark on that time. And many will be decorating and beginning things right after the service today. So you be in prayer for us. Uh, wherever he leads, I'll go. I pray that he may lead you in all your activities and work this week and that your light will shine before others. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We're thankful that this presence goes with us and this peace goes with us, this peace that surpasses all understanding. So Father, we leave here today with your presence, guiding us back to our families and to our places of employment. And Father, may others see the difference that you've made in our lives. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.